Pollard. You found Hollow Weekly, a transatlantic discussion of country music. Um, Ernie, being a British cat, if I go out and call him and I go, Ernie, it takes him a minute. But if I go, Ernie, in a British accent, he responds better. Are you kidding me? No. Your cat understands your accent? Yeah. Ernie. That's impressive. Uh, he's leaning more towards the British pronunciation. Ernie. I can't blame him. Say my name with a British accent. Kelly. <laughs> it just sounds so much better. It sounds so much better with a British accent. Kells. Kells. Kelly. Please never say Kells again. Holler. 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 This week on Hollow Weekly. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced. I'm like, oh my gosh. Everybody was sweaty. Sticky. Sticky didn't matter. Country, Americana, and roots to shout about. Callista, can I also ask, if you are wearing flip-flops, would you call them sandals? <laughs> no, I would call them flip-flops. Thank you. This is Holler Weekly. Welcome to Holler Weekly, everybody. This is your weekly podcast. We are transatlantic, talking about all things country, roots, and Americana. I'm Kelly Sutton in Nashville. I'm Baylin Leonard in a very sweltering and muggy Oh, London. friend. Hey, have you been celebrating? Are there Uh-oh. plates? Do we have memorabilia for baby Lilibet Diana? <laughs> we have the opposite of that, unfortunately. The the tabloids, the red tops, as they're called here, are just being so really awful about the whole thing. Because the whole story is, um, uh, there was a palace official. I'm making air quotes with my fingers. Um, uh, there was a palace official that said that that Meghan and Harry didn't ask the Queen if they could name their child Lilibet before they did it. Um, Meghan and Harry said, "Yeah, we did." She was like the first sure. person we called. Um, and now the tabloids are saying they're lying and that they're trying to cause a whole stink about it and that it's really stressing the queen out. And now Meghan and Harry have um, threatened to sue um, some of the news outlets. Wow, what? Who said that because they're like, that? that isn't true and you, you're trying to cause trouble within the family and it's not true. Of course we ask her and you know she's delighted and they are now threatening to sue. So now the tabloids are like, only they would you know <sighs> threaten to sue over a baby name. And it's like, wait, you started this whole thing. So no, no ceremonial tea towels or collector's plates. Although I'm sure my mom is going to ask me for those because she that's all she ever wants is royal memory. Well, I mean, I was going to ask you for it, too, but I guess since there isn't any, then just... I can get two while I'm getting it, but I don't don't think they exist. Maybe there's a buy one, get one free. This is what we realized. Um, We were talking about the fact that here's this adorable little baby. She is in line for the throne. I still think she's still in line for the throne. Yes. I just want to point out that there is a military helicopter it's going because overhead. You've been ta- I'm sorry Listen, to interrupt you, You've been you, talking Kelly. about the Queen, and they no. heard you, and they're I, coming for you. I think that's, I think that's President Biden. Is it? It's yeah. It's um, there's three. Yeah, sorry, I'm looking out my window, so I'm stepping away from the mic. Three helicopters, or yeah, because I live in a direct line over. Um, I'm just across the river from. Uh, 10 Downing Street and Buckingham Palace. So whenever there's dignitaries going to either of those, they fly directly overhead. So that's what you heard, everyone. So that ties it all together nicely. It was either Biden or it was Johnson, but it was definitely somebody being very highly protected in military-grade helicopters with an escort. So that's what that was. This is tying in beautifully because I'm thinking Lilibet, the little baby, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. still in line for the throne. And could also mm-hmm. one day be 
president of the United States. Oh, yeah, because she's born in the U.S. So our plan is working. <laughs> the U.S. plan. Talk about <laughs> transatlantic. Holler. Holler. Holler Weekly. Balin, what's on the menu today? It's almost like we walked into a beautiful restaurant and we get to pick what we're going to eat. Okay, sure. I mean, I'll go I'll go along with that. This week, we're introducing you to Callista Clark. She's Big Machine's next breakout star. There's so much buzz about her. We're going to be um, having a chat with her about how she got started, how it's all going. And we're also going to be discussing our favorite summertime country songs because summertime officially on the way, almost here. When's the official start of summertime? It must be soon. I think it's June 21st here, if I'm not mistaken. That makes sense, because that's uh-huh. supposed to be the day that we get out of lockdown. Oh, well, welcome to summer, friends. All right, well, so summertime songs. I've got my list. I know you've got yours. We're going to be chatting all about that. Plus, we just want to give a big thank you to our friends that have been chatting with us on the mailbag. If you want to get in touch, you can do that through socials at Holler Country. Reach out, howdy at holler.country. That's an easy way to send us an email. And we had one. Oh, Rosie Jones coming to my defense listen to this just putting this in here for female solidarity google search with various pictures of flip-flops that defines Uh. flip-flops are a type of sandal basically worn as a form of casual wear thank you rosie Boom. You can't trust the internet nowadays because anybody Stop can go it. on there and just put any sort of information. Like Wikipedia. It's not, you know, you, you gotta you gotta have more than one source. This is a Google search. Oh, okay, a Google search. Don't make me search you, Kelly. Oh, you don't want to. <laughs> what what would I find out? Um, <laughs> this is the on if you're new to the podcast welcome we don't just talk about sandals and flip-flops but this has been going on for a couple of weeks now because uh, kelly said that that sandals are flip-flops or flip-flops are a type of sandal and there's been yes. heated debate on either side of this uh, i say they're two totally separate things feel free to throw your hat in the ring um every week there's new information coming out there's a team of scientists working on it as we speak uh, glenda got in touch on twitter and glenda asked us a question and i'm all oh, for this listen okay. if you want to ask us anything we're here for it um if you want to comment on anything we're talking about do that as well glenda says what's the first record you ever bought oh good conversation great- starter glenda that is a great question. The first record I ever bought, I remember specifically going to the record store and buying Michael Jackson's Thriller. It was the double um, mm. LP that opened up where he had on the white suit Ooh, and the, the tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the tiger laying beside him and I still have it. It's at my oh. parents' house. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yep. The first record I ever bought came with my record player. When I was oh. like, you know, I don't know, nine or 10 or something, I guess, when I got my first, you know, like a children's record, you know, like kind of a bright sure. colored plastic one. But still, I loved it. And it, it, and I got to pick out one. I say it came with it. Maybe my parents would just like pick out a record. But it was Rubber Band Man by the Spinners. Oh, how Wait, fun. But no, That's are they called song. the Spinners? Am I having a flashback? Rubber Band Man. It was definitely the spinners, right? Let's go to Google search because it's always right. Oh, uh, but the reason I'm questioning is because here the spinners are known as the Detroit Spinners because there was already a band called the Spinners. So the band that we called the Spinners was called the Detroit Spinners here. 
Is Rubber Band oh. Man by The Spinners? The Rubber Band Man is by The Spinners. It Thank is. you for fact-checking, producer Ross. Yeah, that was the first record. I, and you know what? I still love that song. It was just a little 45, I think. Um, but it, I still love that song. So thanks, Glinda, for starting that conversation. Uh, if you want to ask us a question or get involved with anything that we're talking about, you can do exactly what Glinda did, exactly what Rosie did. And you can, um, on social media, at Holler Country. That's where you find us. You can send us a message there or you can... Email us, howdy, at holler.country. You're listening to Holler Weekly. Okay, Balin, our favorite female of all time is now adding to Dollywood. Are you ready for this? Did you oh, see this? Oh, come on. What, they're expanding? It's expanding. A half it's a billion so dollars. 500 wow. million US dollars <laughs> will be spent. Dolly made the announcement. I think this is fantastic. There's going to be a new resort. Uh, expansions are happening. You know, I was just there. And when I was there, I, I, was, I was talking to the PR team and I said, hey, you know, what else is happening? And they said, look, there's a big announcement coming. We can't say anything about it. But when you see it, you'll know. Like it's going to be, it's major. So they've been preparing for this. And here it is. This was actually in the works before covid shut everything down so she was going to announce this last year brand new resort for us to go stay at when you come back and visit please thank you and more more rides a whole new county like what what else what else is happening <laughs> i don't know but i can't wait to oh. see it it's gonna be amazing and then of course you know just icing on the cake dolly's putting out a bluegrass album by christmas she says and if she says it then it will happen Dolly can just do anything that she wants to do, right? Do you know what I saw when I was at Dreamworld? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot what? to tell you this. There is a chest, a locked chest. It looks like, oh, right, okay. okay. Yeah, I was wait, like, be careful. We're out. talking, okay. Time out. That was going a little too close to the, <laughs> little too close to the cuff. It looks like a pirate's chest is what I should say. Right. right. Okay, okay, thank you. It is locked. It is in a glass case and it has a song that Dolly has recorded that no one knows about and you can't, it, no one will hear it until she is gone. <gasps> oh. She has a song that she says she wrote, she recorded, no one has heard it. I don't know how that happened. Maybe like she had all the producers set everything up and then she made them leave, but no one has heard this recording. It is in this like beautiful box locked in under a glass case and it is not to be played until she is no longer with us. I have so many feelings about this. Right? Yeah, like is it going to be I don't know. I don't oh, know. I so know. So many feelings. I have so many feelings. And, and you know what? I hope it's so long. So long until yeah. we hear that song. Uh at least so 20 long. more years, please. Um hey, do you know what I would like to ask you dear listener is which other country star do you think should have their own theme park? That's a great question. Now, I know that, like, obviously, Branson, Missouri, and, you know, there's loads of places that people have their own theaters and they have their own thing, but, like, a theme park. And, I, and listen, I'm not saying that necessarily anyone should. Dolly's done it, and that's plenty enough for me. But if we were going to add which other country star should have their own theme park and what would it be called, let us know. We are. <laughs> what? What are you not? Are you not no, on board with this, Kelly? I just had a picture in my head of Dirks Bentley having something in the mountains called Dirks's Dude Ranch, <laughs> and like you are just, yeah, you're just uh, riding, riding Perfect some example. really sad little roller coaster that is kind of all over the mountains, just you know, through, through the valleys. 
That's what I picture for Dirks. That's what we're talking about. At Holler Country on socials or howdy at holler.country. CMT Awards happened. Uh, were you there? Were you there? I You're- was not there. I what? was actually at home watching. Okay. They did a very, very, very limited red carpet this year. They sent me this beautiful prize pack. Thank you, CMT. Um, I can tell you watching it from home, it was it was a different type of award show. It was still very much one foot in, one foot out of what we're used to. You know, we're used to the big award shows and everybody playing on the stage and it's a big to do. And it wasn't that they still had a lot of performances that had been pre-taped at different venues from around the city. It's like that whole like, are we really going to get people together? Are we not? It was at Bridgestone Arena. Um, I thought it looked great, though. It looked like the arena itself and the way people were spaced out and lit and kind of all that. It looked great. It looked great. Um, I thought Kelsey knocked it out of the park. She is really good at hosting. And I have a feeling that she's going to get a lot more of those offers coming her way. She was great at it. Kane was great. Again, second year. I like them together. I think they're, he is a very even keel personality where Kelsey is more like, wow, kind of like me. So I feel like that those two together were really great. I feel like that's us, right? I'm I'm super even keeled, low level, (laughs) and you're like in the stratosphere. What's so funny about that? I'm a a laid back, low key guy. You're totally laid back. Sure, you are. Sure. (laughs) It was super fun to watch the CMT Awards. And I, a big, you know, props to our girl Carrie Underwood, who won with John Legend for Hallelujah Video of the Year. You predicted that. I kind of, I was thinking it might happen, but I also. No, you literally predicted it I on did. last week's episode. I did. But. <laughs> you literally got it right. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot toot. That's why I'm here. I'm a laid back guy tooting horns. I honestly, I did have pause about that simply because it was a different type of, it was Hallelujah. So it was a different song. You know, I was Mm. like, "Eh, are people going to vote for that? And they did because they love Carrie and that's how she rolls. So props to her. The only thing that I can compare it to is the the Brit Awards, which is the big kind of British equivalent of the the Grammys, I suppose. It's like our biggest music award. It's not country. It's just a music award. But we had those a month or so ago in the O2, which is a huge arena, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Bridgestone. Um, and normally, you know, it's crazy and all, all, the, all the rest. But they did it in a very similar fashion. You know, um, I think all of their performances were actually live, though, there. But it, it they did it really well. And I feel like the CMT did this really well mm-hmm. as well. I, I, obviously, I wasn't able to watch it because, you know, we can't watch it here. But right. I saw clips. And the day after, obviously, I saw loads of kind of YouTubes and stuff about it. But I thought it looked great. I will say I thought it was very um, poignant at the beginning of the awards. They awarded Linda Martell the Equal Play oh, yeah. Award, which was really cool. I think it's uh, worth noting Linda was not there. She was on video. She was pretty candid about all the stuff she had to go through. So kudos to her. Um, But, you know, we've we've discussed Linda here on the podcast. And we also talked about the GoFundMe that was in um, the stratosphere. I think her granddaughter was the one that started it. They really really want to do a documentary on Linda and talk about the fact that she was the first black female to play the Opry. And so that I just looked it up. That GoFundMe was set at $20,000. They've surpassed it. It's over $21,000 now. So it looks like it's, you know, full steam ahead for the documentary, which is amazing. And I'm glad that CMT decided to shine a light on Linda because honestly, you and I both were like, we had no idea she was the first person to play the Opry, the first woman of color to play the Opry. So that needs to be said louder for the people in the back. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you can let us know what you think about any of this. Uh, and also, do, if you watch the CMT or, or any kind of award shows that we've kind of had this year where it's been a completely different experience, I kind of like it, I have to say. Of course, you do want that kind of big buzz and atmosphere and all that, but I, maybe there's a middle ground there because actually, I just thought, the Brits definitely worked, and from what I saw of CMT, if all of those performances had been in the arena, it would have been great. Mm -hmm, I mean, how mm -hmm. long are we going to have to have things like this, I guess, is the question. It's a good question. Um, but yeah, anything you want to talk to us about, howdy at holler.country, or you can tweet us. We are at holler country. Holler. Holler. Holler.country. Okay, we are excited because today we have Callista Clark with us. Her debut EP, Real to Me, is out. People are naming her the next breakout star. She's a sensation. The headlines are all over the place. And we've got her here on Holler Week. Hi, Callista. Hi. That was an intro. Thank All you. right. I I'll like get used it. to that because you, yeah. you're going to be getting those like for the rest All of the your time. life with more accolades oh. added on. All the time, for sure, for sure. You know what? Let's talk a little bit about how this has all happened for you because it has been such a weird time. I know that you've wanted to pursue music your whole life and then you get right to the starting gate, you're ready to go and boom, the world shuts down. So it was a, it was a weird launch for you. It was kind of a strange um, sensation. You were really working around some difficulties, but now on the other side of it, I think you're working it to your advantage. Yeah, so... I've been working with my team with Scooter and Scott since I was 13 is when I met Scooter. And then I was 14 when I met Scott. So for a while now, just writing songs and figuring out who I am as a human being and also who I was going to be as an artist and figuring out what I had to offer and how I was going to put my stories out there. And so, yeah, about three years went by writing and doing co-writes in Nashville and all of that. And then I was supposed to go into studio top of 2020 to start cutting and putting stuff out. And then I was so excited. I had just written it because I am in December before that. And it jumped up to the top of favorite songs and I was ready. I was going to go in and cut it. And then, yeah, like you said, the world just kind of stopped for a little while. <laughs> but yeah, I've been making the most of it and got, I've been getting to do everything over zoom and over the phone and i feel like it's opened up more possibilities for me as a new artist in a way so it's been going really good i would agree with that actually because yeah. you know here here i am sitting in london and i've seen you um via zoom or you know via um virtual reality um with the headsets that you sent out several times already you know and and maybe if the world wasn't shut down the way it is there might have been a moment where they thought okay well we'll do we're going to do the u.s now and then we'll concentrate on the uk later but in the world we're in you're like i can do all of this at the same time yeah it's been really fun i mean like you said i didn't expect to do any of that this early and mm. i've been doing a lot of it with the uk and canada and just did my australian introduction last week i mean it's just crazy and i'm still just in my music room in georgia just like yeah it's <laughs> happening you know <laughs> you know um, it is interesting too you talked about these co-writes that you went into um i remember another young songwriter who was in town doing co-writes and it took her a while to be taken seriously now no one would ever turn down a co-write with taylor swift but back in the day when she was trying to get co-writes liz rose was one of the first people that actually stepped up and said yeah i want to write with you as a young you know teenager do you feel like 
you've had a, a difficult time or that you have to prove yourself sometimes when you walk into these co-writes or are people more open to it because of other people that have done it before you? Well, I think it's still kind of hard, but you know, being an artist in general, it's important to find the people that you write with the best. Anyway, the people that you like and just finding your group to surround you. And um, luckily for me, some of my very first co-writes ever, I went in with amazing songwriters and that's just my personality type to want to learn and absorb as much as I can. So that's what I try to do no matter what, no matter how the experience was. But like I said, luckily mine were very positive and my second co-write that I ever had, I actually got real to me out of it. And that's my title track. So I feel like going in and learning and realizing that no matter who you are or where you are in your career, you can always learn something from someone else. So that's what I tried to do. And there's also a confidence thing there, isn't there? Yeah. You know, and, and whether yeah. that confidence <laughs> is like real or whether you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fake this confidence, but I know that I belong in this room as well. And I have something to bring to it. You know, it's, it's a little bit of a balance. Like I can learn something from them, but I also have something to say. Yeah. And it definitely was finding that balance because I was definitely not confident. I just, <laughs> just like you said, going in and saying, well, I'm going to own it, own the fact that I don't know what I'm doing, own the fact that I do need to learn, own the fact that I am young and I don't sing about drinking and, you know, going to bars and cussing and stuff because I'm 17 and just owning that side of it and saying, you know what, I'll just be a fresh perspective on things, on life and write about where I am right now. And at the time I was 14, so I couldn't drive. And that's the line about, you know, too young to drive. So that's where I was and it's still relatable now. So it's been really, really interesting and really fun to bring that. What has been the biggest takeaway for you from all of this in the last six months? Well, I think just always stay humble and grounded and kind of like I was saying, just know that you can always learn no matter who you are. And I think that that's something that's a really big deal to me. Um, no matter who I'm riding with, no matter what the situation is, that's the biggest thing. And also to be yourself and be confident in that um, because no one's, no one can be you better than you. It sounds really cheesy, but it's very true. And, you know, for me, this is what's separating me is the fact that I am a teenager and I am, you know, talking about learning how to drive and feeling heartbroken and having people not believe you because you weren't ever really in love in the first place because you're young, you know, and just that whole thing. And I feel like it's something that everyone's either been through before or they will go through or they are right now. So it's just a really relatable age. And I'm really glad I can bring that. And yeah, I want to try and stick with that. Just stay unique in who I am. I can relate to the learning to drive bit. I do know how to drive, but I had to learn all again when I came to the UK because it's on yeah. the other side of the road. So I had to get my UK driver's license and literally relive yeah. all of that like stress and drama that comes along with that. Do you have your license now? I don't yet because, by the way, that must have been so weird to learn how to re, just learn how to drive again. Totally was, weird. <laughs> so hard. So hard. But, um, because no, you, I you already know how to do it, right? You're like, oh, I already know how to do this. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, everything is different. But anyway, yes. yes. But yeah, I don't because, hear me out. Okay. 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 I travel a lot, which means I drive through Atlanta, Chattanooga, and then in Nashville to get okay. to where I have to go back and forth. And those are like the three worst places with traffic <laughs> yeah. and just driving in general. So I'm trying to avoid that 
for as long as I can. And then one day. (laughs) But you know what? Learning to drive in a city is so good because I had to do it in London to get my UK driver's license. And after that, I was like, do you know what? If I can drive in central London, like if you can drive in in Nashville, downtown Nashville, you can drive Atlanta. Atlanta, you can drive anywhere. Yeah, but I don't want to. (laughs) I can't drive anywhere. (laughs) Listen, we have a we have a group from the UK that they're coming over in September. And my first point to them, they're going to Atlanta. And I said, you just don't want to drive around Atlanta. I mean, because first of all, it's going to be on the opposite side of the road for you. And it's crazy. So I can totally identify. You know, that brings up a good point. Are there some other things that you've missed out on? Like prom or homecoming or any of those things that you're like, eh, yeah, I kind of wish I would have had a chance to do it. Or have you, have you been able to do those things? Yeah. So a little bit of both. Um, okay. This past year I missed out on prom. I am a junior. That was my class. So I missed out on the first year of that, but it's all been worth it. And it's just made sense. And this is what I want to do. So it's definitely worth it to me. And my family is very supportive of whatever I want to do. And so a couple years ago, I really wanted to go to homecoming. And I had already told my friends I was going to go and I was going to show up. And then I had something come up the next day where I had to be in Indianapolis for a race to sing. And so my parents, literally, they let me go to the dance. We drove all night long to Indianapolis <laughs> so I could show up for my sound check like we got there rolled in right to my sound check and then i sang and then we left so it was crazy but how exciting was, though as well totally yeah. exciting we were exhausted <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's amazing um yeah. which so in terms of your influences obviously you've been doing this like you said since like you know 13 14 you've kind of been in the in the, the world but um who's who was influencing you like any posters on the wall when you were a kid like anybody you were obsessed with yeah well I have a lot of musical influences so I grew up singing in church first so any Christian gospel influences I think you can hear a lot of that in my music so it comes from a lot of that and then I started listening to a bunch of 80s and 90s country because mm-hmm. that's what I would sing with my siblings so I was raised on that Motown singer-songwriters like Eva Cassidy, um, blues, rock and roll, just all the classics. So when I was growing up, I didn't know any different. I thought that was all there was. <laughs> like, So that's what I listened to. That's what I was inspired by. And that's what this EP is inspired by. And um, I think it's really nice. Oh, my goodness. Well, listen, we are so impressed with everything that you've already done. I know there's a huge, bright future ahead for you. One of the things that we do each and every week on this podcast is something we call One Hot Minute. So we set a timer. We ask you, yeah, girl, get ready. We ask (laughs) you rapid fire questions and you try to answer as many as you can in one minute. Okay. So the reigning okay. champion. It's usually a weak spot for me because <laughs> I don't know. It's like it, don't worry. It, it's it's simple questions. I I'm just not there most of the time. All right. Well, well, I, I'm not going to tell. So Jordan Davis is the current champion here. Right. Um, wow. I won't tell you how many. Yeah, I won't tell you how many he answered because I don't want to put any pressure on you. But he beat right. out uh, Cassidy Pope and Priscilla Block, who were tied. Um, Jordan Davis, current champion. Well, you might be able to take this. I don't I think, think so. Right. No, no, no. Confidence. Look, fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Listen, this is the other thing. Don't think about it. Just answer. 
That's that's the key. So we're coaching you through this. All right. Think about, think about it. All right. a little. A, a, maybe a little, but not like they're not really. Okay. I have a timer set on my phone. Are we ready? Start this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, give okay, me two. Ready? Give me two seconds. Give me two seconds. I'm just okay. going to get a pen. Oh, hold on. Oh, he's got to keep score. Oh. See how official this is? Producer Ross has to keep score. So he's going to get a pen to make sure that this is correct. I mean, you would are like, no stress, no stress. Don't Bye. worry about it. Don't no worry stress. about it. We're just bring, bringing in an, an Olympic timekeeper to make sure. Yeah, that I know. Book, just like everyone in the world. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm good. Producer Ross has his pen. Kelly has the timer. We are set. Are we ready? Okay. Kelly, be sure to flag it up when, when, when we're going because okay. this is okay. serious. All right, Balin, first question is yours. Here we go. Mm -hmm. In three, two, one. Calissa Clark, your nickname growing up. Callie. Dogs or cats? Dogs. First band you were obsessed with? Sugarland. Grande or Venti? Grande. Taylor Swift or Melissa Etheridge? Taylor Swift. First song you ever wrote? Wildfire. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cookie dough. First car you've owned? Uh, Hummer and H3. <laughs> Early bird or night owl? Night owl. <laughs> beach or mountains? The beach. What's your star sign? Uh, I don't, oh, a Libra, yeah. <laughs> Dream duet partner? Dan and Shay. Favorite Disney film? Beauty and the Beast. High school musical or camp rock? High school musical. What book are you reading right now? Um, not reading one. <laughs> Salsa or queso? Uh, queso. How many times a day do you brush your teeth? Twice. Time. Oh, wow. That was a lot, Callista. I that feel was, like that, that felt good. <laughs> you took that seriously as well. Like your face changed. You were Did in the Did you zone. see the intensity in her eyes? Wow. I was, that I was, that was spooked. Beautiful. I was spooked. Good job. Okay. All right. All right. So Hold we're going on. over to our, our, our official scorekeeper producer ross stand by how many questions in one hot minute did calista clark answer calista clark on one hot minute you have scored 17 <gasps> points 17 points Is that good? <laughs> our current champion jordan davis had 18 you are no! second position you have the silver belt as we but you scored more than both Cassidy Pope yes. and Priscilla okay. Block, they got 13. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take it. Silver is good. Silver's so congratulations, Callista Clark. Now, this girl wants gold. Look at those eyes. That girl <laughs> wants gold. Listen, we are so happy for all the things happening for you. This has been so delightful to talk to you, and we cannot wait to see what happens this summer. By the way, here's a great question. What's your favorite summertime jam? Do you have like a song that you, when you hear it, you immediately think of summer? I think it's The Way You Make Me Feel, Michael Jackson, or... I really love Surfaces right now, that band. They do mm. a lot of just summertime fill of music, like Sunday Best or there's one called Lazy. Those are all summer vibes. I, I don't mean to it. take this back too far, but Callista, can I also ask, if you are wearing flip-flops, would you call them sandals? <laughs> no, I would call them flip-flops. Thank you. That's all, that's all we needed. Thank you. That's the entire reason. <laughs> Thank you, Callista. Now that you have seen the right side of history and you agree that flip-flops are not sandals, Come I can on. tell Come you on. that actually you're the one hot minute champion. 
What? Jordan Davis only got 15. You got 17. You are way ahead. Congratulations. I, 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 I was so perplexed. I was going along with it because, you know, I mean, we're a team. So no, I was like, okay, Valen. You, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you whooped his butt, basically. All Gold right. I'll take that. <laughs> Listen, you are the reigning champion. The gold belt passes to you. Be looking for it in the mail. The ultimate um, accolade, Callista Clark. Get did, I mean, did you think this would happen so early in your career? Congratulations. <laughs> no, honestly, I believed y'all. I was like, man. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, I'm going to be one point below him. I just know it. <laughs> you got it. You got you, it. You got this. Now you can go update your Wikipedia and you can put that right at the top. <laughs> uh, we'll see you soon, Callista. Thanks so much for taking the time to say howdy to us. Thank y'all. This was so much fun. Calissa Clark's EP, Real to Me, is out now via Big Machine, and you can keep an eye out for the Cuts the Deepest article with Calista Clark on Holler next week. That's holler.country. Holler. Holler Weekly. Holler. Well, as I have mentioned, the sun is shining in London, and even when it's not shining, it's a bit cloudy, it's still hot, it's still warm. Uh, so we have been making the most of it. Summer finally here, or at least on the way. Uh, we've been reminiscing about our favorite nostalgic summer country songs because nothing sounds better in the sunshine, I think, than a country song. I can agree with that. Absolutely. It was interesting because we were putting this together and we were picking three of our favorite like summer oh, country songs. That's what I said. Okay, good. I'm so glad because I did more than three. Well, I couldn't narrow it down. It was hard. It was really difficult for me. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? All right. Uh, 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 because I'm a laid back kind of guy, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So my first choice for my summer soundtrack, if mm -hmm. I was putting this together, yeah. would be Kenny Chesney, Somewhere With You. Okay. This is why. You have reason. Oh, do we need to have oh, reasons? I have, oh, listen. Okay, all right. I'm not surface level. You, you were. You brought apples to the teacher. Here's didn't where you? we go. Look, I'm full on extra credit at this point. Stand by. <laughs> of um, Kenny has fantastic summer songs always, but I heard this song, packed stadium, Gillette Stadium in Boston. Okay, perfect. He is on stage. I was backstage. I was standing in the corner and I could see the spotlight hit him and he starts to sing this and it was like a pin drop when he went into that chorus and then the sound came from the audience and you could hear it from the back and it was like coming up like a wave, a tidal wave of energy and sound and it literally hit you and it was like, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what he feels on a nightly basis when he sings this song. It was hot. Everybody was sweaty. Sticky. Sticky. Didn't matter. Every time I hear that song, that's exactly what I think of. And he's a he's a bit of a beach bum anyway, isn't he? He's sure. like he doesn't he doesn't like a shoe. He well, doesn't wear a shoe. Sometimes. Sometimes he'll wear boots uh, on stage. Most of the time he does have boots on on stage because he's running around so much. But he has a special pair of boots that feel like um, sneakers on the inside is what I've been told. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's a barefoot kind of guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, uh, my first pick, Springsteen by Eric oh, Church. It's a good because one. Because it just paints the picture, doesn't it? Like you can feel. Uh, and that's what 
any music, but country music does so well is this kind of storytelling and scene setting and you feel like you're right in it. And the lyrics for that and the story that it tells, like you just feel like you're in that song. And it just sounds, to me, it just sounds so summery and sweltery. Oh, I love and, that. And nostalgic and as nostalgic. well, which is which yeah. is lovely. Yeah. It's almost when you can you can almost smell the song. It's giving you that much. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then I got I gotta jump into Chicken Fried from Zach Brown Band. Oh well, of course. Yeah. Because you uh, can absolutely. smell that song. It smells like fried chicken yeah. on a Friday night, cold beer. And a pair all of jeans of that fit just right. I mean, that was I remember those like weekends when you were in high school about to graduate everybody's just hanging out and it's hot but you're oh. you know you're just with all your friends all of that so <laughs> I, I remember hearing that song for the first time when i was in america and i think i was vis- i was in tennessee i can't remember if i was i was driving somewhere probably from nashville to see my parents or something and that song had just come out and it was on the radio everywhere and we hadn't heard it here at all i mean obviously this was ages ago yeah country radio wasn't established in the uk really at that point and i remember like writing it down and see then searching for it online and coming back and then like playing it Mm. um a lot um and on the radio and played it on the radio and i wasn't even doing a country show then (laughs) i just played it on like uh, just a normal show not even a country show uh all right this one sets the scene for me barefoot blue jean night Mm. Mm. Uh, Jake Owen, of course, well but done. also but written by Eric Pasley, yeah, and uh, he does a version of it as well. But again, it just puts you right there, and and much like uh, Kenny Chesney, Jake Owen, he's another barefoot kind of guy. He doesn't like to wear a shoe for sure. Now I have seen him perform several times completely barefoot, and he yeah. usually he will usually have like a rug on stage or something. But yeah, he likes yeah. he likes to be shoeless. But yeah, that's a that that is another one that just puts me right in it. It's like, yep, I can totally feel this song. Okay. My next pick for our summer playlist. Saltwater Gospel by Eli Young Band. <gasps> wow, good choice. Thank really you. good choice. Okay. Really good choice. Do Off you want the story? Well. Absolutely. So the story that goes along with it, Eli Young Band was doing a showcase in the Bahamas. And they flew me to the Bahamas so that I could be there to cover this Eli Young Band showcase. I know. What's my life? What's my life? But hearing them perform that song while we are sitting with palm trees to our back and a breeze blowing. And the next day, we all went snorkeling and we were swimming with turtles. And there were these big, giant turtles all around. So I took video of me swimming with turtles and I put saltwater gospel as the soundtrack. So I've got this beautiful Aww. video of these turtles swimming and saltwater gospel from Eli Young Band. So that's one of my All right, favorites. Here's my question. Yeah. Um, original version or version with Eli Young Band and Jimmy Buffett? No original. Okay. Well, that didn't take you a minute, did it? Okay. I mean, I love uh, Jimmy, but sometimes you just don't mess with the original. Sure. You just want yeah. the original. Um, okay. My, my third and final pick, cause I'm sticking to the rules. Whatever. Tennessee Mountain Home, Dolly Parton. <gasps> uh, you because, just shot an arrow through my heart. That's right, amazing. I'm just there. And and obviously, it makes me really nostalgic and homesick for my Tennessee Mountain Home. Uh, sitting on the front porch, you know, hearing the crickets, the fireflies, you know, the food, like all of it. And it just puts me back there every single time. It both cures my homesickness and makes it so much worse. 
yeah. uh, so much more intense, if that makes sense. You know, like yeah. it, it, feel, it fills me up, but it also makes me just really want to be back there even more. And, I, and, it's, and it's also, you know, it's, a, it's a nostalgic kind of idealized, romanticized version of it. But that's exactly what you want, isn't it? I <sighs> love it so much. And it can make me cry every single time. That's a great one. Okay, I'm going to have to change my third pick. So because you went nostalgic, I will go nostalgic. This is in a different vein, but I will say Eddie Rabbit, I Love a Rainy Night. <gasps> I was just playing that on the radio yesterday. Stop. And I was talking about how much I love him and I love that song. Love and that song. I wanted to like have a hair and beard like him when I was like 15 years old, which neither of those things were possible at 15. <laughs> Listen, I remember being in my dad's truck. He was playing it. And it was one of the first times that I completely clued into like, who is this? And what is this song? And why do I like it so much? And then wanting to hear it again. But you know, back then, unless you didn't, if you didn't have the record, if you didn't have an eight track, if you didn't have, you know, a cassette, you you weren't hearing hearing it. it again. So I would get so excited when I would hear it on the radio. I just thought that was the best song. It was really happy and fun. And I remember it being summer. We had the windows down. It was hot. I'm in my dad's little Toyota truck. And of course, I'm sitting in the middle where we didn't have a seatbelt because that was okay back then. And driving down the road, listening to I Love a Rainy Night by Eddie Rabbit. How old were you? Oh, six, maybe. Oh, right. Okay. Because I, I, I didn't know how old you were because um, I could also see, you know, if, if, if you were in your teens, a, a crush forming on Eddie Rabbit because oh, everybody sure. had a crush on Eddie Rabbit. For sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I know I was young. I was still small enough that I could fit in between the seats. Right, right, I got you. But yeah, I mean, such a great song. Well, we want to know yours. And look, as as we've just demonstrated... Summer summer country song doesn't necessarily mean party. It can be a party song, right. but it can also be a nostalgic song. You know, it can also be a song that just puts you in a summer frame of mind or that you had a particular kind of moment with yourself in summer. Um, so it doesn't even have to like be a quote summer song. It just has to be a song that reminds you of summer or that takes you somewhere. Let us know howdy at holler.country. We would love these because we can build a playlist. That's what and I we can all listen to it together. To we have to do a playlist yes. for this. I have honorable mentions as well that we can put on the playlist. We didn't get a chance because we're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. But this is something um, we could go on for days about. Absolutely. We would love this because we will build a playlist playlist on Holler and we can all share it. Um, Let us know yours, please. Your favorite summer country song. Uh, Probably the easiest way to do this is on socials. We are at Holler Country and then we're going to build us a playlist. And soon on Holler.Country, in addition to this playlist that we're going to build, there's also an article from Holler contributor Joff about the top 10 summer country songs of all time. So get your picks in now and maybe yours will be in that article, but it'll definitely be on the playlist. Holler. You're listening to Holler Weekly. I just have to tell you, I am so enamored by Calista Clark. I'm so thankful that she stopped by to talk to us. And now I'm going to do a deep dive on all the things that she's got out right now. Thank you to Calista for being a part of our podcast this week. Yeah, and thanks for her uh, summer country song as well. It was great to get her pick, and we can't wait to get yours. If you want to get in touch with us, you know the way to do it. Find us on socials. That is at Holler Country. You can also email us, howdy at holler.country. Subscribe to this podcast. We ask you to do this each and every week, and we love you for being a part of our family. We want you to share this with at least one person. Tell them how awesome Holler Weekly is, and that way our family gets even bigger. 
And you can check out the show notes on holler.country for all the links and everything that we've talked about and more information. It's all right there for you. This episode of Holler Weekly has been presented by me, Baylin Leonard. I'm in London. I'm Kelly Sutton in Nashville, produced by Kira Baines and Ross Jones. And edited by Joyce Reiser. Have a great one, and we'll holler at you later. Holla, holla. I need to lay down for a minute. That's all too much information about Dolly and all of its glorious. It's a lot. I just dropped all that on you.